Thank you for listening to R&R on Relationships. Episode 3. Today we're talking about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. (laughs) So, today we're giving you five things you should be doing when it comes to sex with your partner. We'll go through all of those things, give you a little bit of uh, background and information. Then we will recap everything. We encourage you to uh, invite your partner into this conversation. And to take notes. And take, or take notes, yeah. And uh, did we mention this is... um, Not kid safe. Not kid friendly, not not safe safe. for work. Yeah. Great. All right, let's go. Number one. Discuss what sex means to you. So you may have developed different beliefs based on your family of origin, your culture, your religion. And some of these may or may not be helpful. Okay, can you give us maybe just like a little bit of an example? So an example could be you might think that having sex is bad and that people having sex, that you're bad and that you're dirty. So you may have developed these associations uh, growing up and it's very taboo. And then your partner could, and yourself could be affected to that by the time that you decide to have sex with your romantic partner. It could so, be a big block. Yeah, it could be a big block. And I guess to me, the, the big block would be if you don't talk about that, that this is a view that you have coming from your background or your family of origin or wherever, then your partner might think that it's their fault that you don't like maybe that it's them or they're not you're not attracted to them or something like that. So I think it could be really helpful to talk about, yeah, what your view on sex is and where that comes from. So number two is communicating about what you like. Mind reading and assumptions can be happening sometimes around sex right you might be thinking this is what i really like uh so therefore my partner is going to like this we all have our own experiences that we sometimes apply on others and sometimes that's not very fair or helpful it's important Um, to yeah so talk about what you do like Mm -hmm. more so than what you don't like like so try to be frame it in a positive light i guess is what we're trying to say right Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many times we can be really critical yeah, about what our partner does. And this is really vulnerable to our partner. And we also made sure to say that have this conversation outside of the bedroom. Have it when you're having coffee or some wine, like when you're relaxed. Um, and have it as some bonding time. Yeah, keep it low risk, low pressure. Mm-hmm. Just an open conversation. Um. Along with that, if you are wanting to try something new, like a new position, (laughs) they can't see, Richard's doing a fun little dance. Um, (laughs) Do it, uh, again, in a low risk situation. So maybe with your clothes on when you're not like in the moment so that it's not so high pressure and you know, you're trying 
to get in this position you've never done before and you're nervous. Um, yeah, just try it out. Could be fun. Could be funny. Have a few laughs and see if that's something that could work for you. Um, I think it's good. Yeah, communicate. This is something I'd like to try. Are you opening to maybe open to maybe trying that out? And okay. can you mention about kind of how our culture and society sees sex and maybe some of the problems with that? You had a really good. Yeah, yeah. So earlier we were talking about what we would you know mention in the podcast, and I was saying how this communication piece is so important, but it's also something that a lot of people don't do, like, especially in our culture, which is so kind of sexualized or like TV kind of presents everything so sexual, but a lot of people just don't, are very uncomfortable talking about sex, especially with their partner. So this piece as scary as it may be, is probably the most important thing. And I think that people need to kind of, like, let's get over this whole, oh, oh, it's, I can't talk about it. Oh, it's too silly. Uh, let's get over that. And because this is just a really important piece. Absolutely. These puritanical kind of beliefs that we have in North America that we can't talk about sex are really holding us back and are not true necessarily of the rest of the world. There are cultures... Um, even cultures that are, have been around for millennia, tribal cultures, that is very open to talk about sex. Yeah. Okay, so... Number three. Yes. Foreplay. It starts right after the last time you have had sex. Dr. Ruth, the famous sex expert, talks a lot about this. So all the dopamine, the reward chemicals, the oxytocin, the bonding chemicals... That gets associated with sex and then what happens after sex of the cuddling and mm -hmm. the pillow talk and the connection that happens after the play, the fun, and that builds arousal into the next sexual experience. Yeah, because you kind of made this happy little kind of memory of afterwards and um, a lot of, I feel like a lot of people think that foreplay is just the stuff that you do five minutes before sex, like, oh, kissing and, like, rubbing each other's leg. No, it's, like, that whole day leading up to it, too. Like, are you t are you going out on a date together? Are you treating each other special? Are you, you know, are you stressed? Have you eaten a proper meal that day? Everything, and I think especially for women, this is really mm -hmm. important. I don't know. Maybe you could speak to the male perspective, but... I think it's true for both perspectives. Um, even though guys may have this reputation or society somehow conditions us to think that we just are these light switches that just can be turned on, that's not necessarily true. Um, we need that connection and we need that bonding. And having this pressure just to have an orgasm can be actually really detrimental to yeah. people. So... Spend, yeah. take that extra time to connect with your partner, maybe have a romantic date, get out of the house, wear something nice, make yourself self feel good, yeah. and then your partner That's all is going to feel good. Yeah, it's all foreplay. Make yourself look good, feeling good, um, feeling sexy, feeling good looking, feeling handsome, right? Mm -hmm. um, there was something else I wanted to mention. Maybe it'll come to you later. Yeah, it'll come to me. 
Number four, be expressive in bed to show that you are enjoying something. And this doesn't mean faking your orgasm. This means when you like something, tell your partner about it. So actually say that, oh, yes, I love that. Or like, yeah. And you don't have to do it in a really dramatic, awkward way. Like, yeah. Whatever works for you. Yeah, it could be touch. It could be certain could be sounds touch, you yeah. make. And you could even maybe like talk in the communication piece, talk about maybe you have like a signal. This is what I'm going to do to show you that I like what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. could be just between the two of you, whatever works for you. I don't think that there's one way to express and be honest. I think I also wanted to mention about being expressive in an honest way. Like don't, when you mentioned faking it, I think it's just so important to be clear, like faking it can be really bad. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about what, why is faking it so bad? Because you're telling your partner, you're giving your partner kind of a double message uh, in the sense that you're not really communicating clearly what you like and you don't like. Your partner might continue doing things that you don't like or just continuing doing things that they think that you're going to like because they like them. And it can create a lot of, um, it can create dissatisfaction and resentment over time. So obviously this is where yeah. The communication before bed, but the communication as you're yeah. in bed yeah. is both very, very important. So yeah. honest expression. Yeah, don't just pretend to moan just for the sake of that. Um, I realized what I wanted to say before. Do it. Uh, with the foreplay piece, it's I kind of, as you were talking, I just was like, yeah, it's all about making it a full experience rather than a short-term pleasurable thing because I think yeah if we're not doing that foreplay making it a full pleasurable experience like even leading up to and afterwards then it feels kind of like this chore that you have to do like okay and then like sex is part of it and then you just kind of like it's this short-term like pleasure and then you're done and then yeah, it just becomes kind of a chore, I guess, is how I see it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. Versus this whole experience of bonding and connection. Yeah, co- connection. With your partner. Yeah, it's all about connection. Great. Number five. Role play. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think we kind of are t- here when we're talking about role play. We're talking about anything to keep things, keep novelty in the relationship. Like, especially if you been together for years and years like you still have to kind of put some effort into making things new making things exciting um and role play i think we've mentioned a lot of people kind of view that as like putting on a whole costume right like the classic elf and gargoyle what (laughs) anyway you get what i'm saying audience um but yeah people get into this thing where okay role play is this particular thing um one thing is that as couples stay longer in the relationship you have to introduce new experiences so this is travel going to a new coffee shop just trying a new craft together a new activity together brewery whatever um yeah 
couples that stay together and are happy in the long term, they have date nights and they have variety in their, Mm -hmm. from their kind of routine. Yeah. Seeing your partner in a different light than what you're used to seeing them is very exciting. So I guess role play could be part of that, but I think it's all about, yeah experiencing new things together so that you can keep up the novelty and like the excitement yeah and role play is very much mental right it's the stories that you it could be you know that you have a whole scene like we are just like doctor and patient or something like that um or you know it includes elements of power or includes elements of taboo or you know, risk or things like this. And these pieces together make it uh, fun. And yeah, you don't necessarily have to have a costume to play out these scenes. But as we said, that's just one way of thinking about role play. I can't stop thinking about the elephant girl. <laughs> <laughs> this really is going to be weird famous visual. now. All right. Uh, okay, so that's our five things. We'll go over it quickly just to recap. Uh, so number one was discuss what sex means to you, your background, what was taught to you growing up. Number two, communicate about what you like. Um, along with that comes, you know, learning what might trigger your partner. Number three, foreplay and all that comes with it is basically making a connection with each other it's not just about the five minutes before or you know the little bit you do an hour before it's all about the whole experience number four be expressive honestly and in a way that works for you number five keep up the excitement keep novelty role play is a great way to do this and one last thing that we kind of want to mention on communication is that Quite a few, there's a diverse audience listening to our podcast and some people have had mental health issues, depression, anxiety, and trauma. Trauma is a big thing that affects our relationships, that affects our sex life. So just to emphasize that that last point, take um, or, or that point around communication is learning what might trigger your partner in bed. That can help your partner. Both people feel empowered yeah. because it's not about taking it personally I now know, okay, I can help my partner with their trauma. I can take things slowly. I'm listening ahead of time before we even get in bed about what they like or what are no-go zones, yeah. like maybe it's the neck or a certain what sound might, or might face. What might scare them What might something. scare them. Yeah, you never know what someone has been through or experienced. Um, yeah. So as hard as that might be to communicate, it is really important and it feels makes both people in the end feel more valued, more cared for and yeah. keep sex a really enjoyable experience. Yeah. If I know what makes them feel safe too, I think is, is like one of the first things you should do before you jump in bed with someone. You never know. And saying that, <laughs> go get laid. Have some great sex go today, everybody. Sex. Woohoo. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the listening platform of your choice. 
You can book a session with Richard by going to relationshipexpertsvancouver.com. That's experts with an S. I work locally in the greater Vancouver area and internationally over Zoom.